Okay, guys. I want to read something tonight. All right. I want to read First Corinthians. First Peter. <laughs> Corinthians, Peter. First Peter. <laughs> well, at least chapter the New three. Testament. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> I can't believe I did that. First Peter, uh, chapter one, and verse fifteen. And this is what it says. Um, I'm going to back up to verse 13. Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. So when we talk about holiness, one of the first things that comes to my mind is the Puritans. They were so strict in trying to be holy, trying to be pious in all that they did. Mm -hmm. And they went too far, I believe. And they caused division. Mm -hmm. And I've seen a lot of churches do this too, where they just throw out You've got to be holy. You've got to do this, or you just don't belong here, or you can't be a part of our mm. organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's not what First Peter chapter one says. Not at all. Well, I'm Phil Bliss. I'm Ian Thornton. I'm Chad McLeish, and this is Uplift. So, what do you guys think? I think it's a mouthful, <laughs> quite sure. honestly. Holiness I mean, is a mouthful. Well, it, it is. And, you know, and, and, and to look at that and go, you know, and, and to understand, you know, to, to be holy as, as God was holy, as mm-hmm. Jesus was holy. Mm-hmm. I, I just, it made, it automatically, it just, it, it makes me just go, oh, man, I am so inadequate yeah. to even approach that. How can I be told to, to do something like that, I, I just can't even meet that standard. So it's mm-hmm. just, you know, it's, it's very heavy. It's weighty. Mm-hmm. It really is. Mm-hmm. It is. It, but it, and he also, at the very beginning, he says, the grace that will be given to us at his coming. Mm-hmm. And that grace that Peter's talking about is the grace that says, okay, even though you're sinners, I'm letting you into the kingdom because, because I paid the price for you. I redeemed you. Mm-hmm. But, that grace is with us right now too. Mm-hmm. And when we walk in that grace with the obedience that he wants from us, we in our own right are achieving holiness, mm-hmm. not the holiness of God. Mm-hmm. Okay. We can never attain to that level because he is God and we are not. Mm-hmm. And, and that that's the only reason. Um, but it is in its own right a holiness with when you have grace mixed with obedience. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> One of the things I like that um, in in that passage, you, and you started at verse thirteen, yeah, is um, it's it starts off therefore, mm. and and this is the the ESV, the English Standard Version, which which is very close and and even I've I've heard it closest to the Greek text. Oh, okay, I didn't know. <clears throat> yes, but it says preparing your minds for action. Mm. Now, mm. you know, here we're talking about being holy, and then Peter goes on to talk about as obedient children. So, the, so you know, Peter's even saying, you know, prepare yourself to step into action. And, and obedience is that. 
Because if you're not being obedient, then you're not acting. You're not doing what you've been instructed to do or guided to do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Peter's even starting this whole thing off by saying, look, prepare your mind for action. Mm-hmm. And he's saying that because he's bringing in obedience. But then he follows it up with just what you had read, Phil. As it is written, "Be you shall be holy as I am holy. Mm-hmm. And so it really ties in that obedience to the holiness aspect of things because it's like you need to be prepared to do, mm-hmm. to do something. Now, we can really... You know, we're talking about the holiness and and being obedient, but man, you know how often I have just felt crushed by not being obedient. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, dude, I I messed up. I messed up. There's no way. I'm out. I'm done. And that's the grace part. That's where grace comes in, right? Yeah, and and that's what you were talking about. And and it's really a beautiful thing, but, but you have to accept that grace because oftentimes we get it in our heads. No, that's... I've fallen. I've messed up. That's not for me. Mm-hmm. That's a very prideful thing to say. It you know is, that? isn't it? That that's not for me or because I messed up. Right. That's saying that God can't redeem you. It, it really is. <laughs> it's one of the most, I, my take on it, it is one of the most offensive things that can be mm-hmm. said to the Lord. Because if you look at it from the lenses that he gave his son, Mm -hmm. his only son, Mm -hmm. and he shed his blood on the cross for the thing that you say that you can't receive, Mm -hmm. that is, that's a smack in the face to the Lord. Mm -hmm. It really is. is. It really is. Your sacrifice wasn't enough. Right. I'm well beyond that. I'm too far gone. Right. And, And that is not God's heart by any means. Yeah. He doesn't fire people from the job, does he? No. <laughs> right? Yeah, like how many people out there have been fired from a job? Yeah, God doesn't fire us from our job. Oh, was that a rhetorical <laughs> question? <laughs> 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 Confession time. <laughs> but, you know, the other thing that I've been thinking about this whole time while you guys were, were sharing different things is that how many people have stop themselves from going to a church or being involved in, in their walk because they felt inadequate, not good enough or not holy enough. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, yeah. that'll, how right. many people have you heard throughout oh. your life say, Oh, you know, if I walk into church, the, the roof's going to cave in on me. <laughs> right. And they kind of chuckle, but they kind of half believe it, you mm-hmm. know, maybe mm-hmm. not that right. the, the roof's going to fall in on them, but you know, they're like, I don't belong there. I'm mm-hmm. not good enough. Yeah. I'm not whatever. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it's, you know, so these, you know, these Puritans, you know, um, Phil was talking about, you know, they really did a disservice to what the intent was, yeah. you know. Yeah, we're supposed to be holy, but that's just a guide for how we're supposed to live our life. But we can't get fired from this, you know. He doesn't want us to. And and it, it's so many times we've talked about is this relationship with our father. That's what this is. So we're going to we, – he knows we're going to mess up, mm-hmm. you know. We've talked about before all the different people in the Bible, the examples of people who just messed up, messed up, messed up, messed up, kept coming back. Where was their heart? Where was their intent? And that's the key to pursuing holiness. Mm-hmm. It's that's what this is. We're all pursuing yeah. holiness, right? You know, we've all done. Exactly. You know, the three of us have done bad stuff in our life. We've messed mm-hmm. up. We've made tons of mistakes. Probably make mistakes every day, yes. whether we realize it or not. And here we are again, recording this pod, recording this podcast, 
being obedient, yes. doing you know, doing our part, and and that's what it's about. Yeah, it's just showing up every day, and, and yeah, and and um, embracing that grace that God has for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the back end of the mess ups. Yeah, absorbing that, embracing that grace, and just allowing it to be a part of who we are, so that we're able to move on into the next mm-hmm. just like what you're saying you know we're here again tonight we're we're talking about this holiness and grace and obedience and, and those type of things too and even peter he's like set your minds to action mm-hmm. and it's because you're not gonna and i love it you're not gonna get fired from this mm-hmm. but you have to move to the next mm-hmm. things are yeah. gonna happen right okay great point <clears throat> moving to the next but we've got to remember and it goes along with what both of you said. God will use us in spite of ourselves. Okay. Not because of who we are, but because of who he is. Yes. So it's not like, oh, I can't use Chad because he just messes up all the time. I can't use Ian because he just doesn't get it. I can't use Phil just because, well, he's Phil. I just can't use him. No, it's, I'm using all three of these guys. And because I want to, because of who I am is what God's saying. And then when, oh, well, Ian's really getting it. So now I'm going to treat him differently. No, he doesn't treat you any differently. He still uses you. He moves you to the next. Okay. Mm. Sometimes we take that as, oh, I got a promotion. You know, I'm doing more things. And we got to guard our hearts against that. Mm. Yes, we're doing more things, but who's doing it? Right. God is doing it, not us. Right. So we accept it and be joyful and rejoice and praise the Lord for, for taking you to that next level. But never forget, he's the one doing the work, not us. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's really important. It really isn't about us. Right. <laughs> and that's what the Pharisees didn't do. They, they did not guard their hearts against that. And they really lifted themselves up higher than all the other people. And that's why Jesus said, look, you know. Prostitutes and tax collectors are coming in before you guys. Not because they're better or you're better. It's because you've lifted yourself up above where you need to be. And I'm taking them right where they are. Mm. I'm, I'm much more relatively new in my walk than you guys are in my experience level and all this. But the one thing that I've learned and, and experienced is a lot of times, you know, Christians and especially like, you know, these big time pastors and these mega churches and stuff, they, it's, they overcomplicate things. They don't focus on the simple, you know, and, 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 um, I see that a lot and, and I don't know what you guys' experiences are, but you know, we have the one thing about like the more that I watch and learn and, and all that sort of thing is there's just, there's a lot of advanced levels. There's different levels and there's people out there adv- operating on these advanced levels of things, but really God just wants us to stay, to keep it simple. He really does. Re- yeah, yeah. You're so right. Yeah. And you're so, so right with that. in this pursuit of holiness, it's, it's just, uh, the way I look at it, it's just, just he wants you to do simple things most often. You know, now some people he calls to do big things, but for the, for the most part, most of us are going to just do day-to-day things. Yeah. And who's the judge of what's greater? Right. Great Absolutely. Point. Yeah. Great point. He may, he may, you're exactly right. He may value right? you talking to a five-year-old and, and, and handing him a popsicle or something like that. More than he'll value 
some person flying around the world on a jet, you know, doing these big mega things or whatever. Right. You know, we have no clue. Like, that's a great point. We have no comprehension on what he... That's right. See, we don't. How he measures that. Right. Exactly. We don't. Yeah. Yeah. And and I believe he intends it to be that way so that we can't try to be something greater than what we are because I heard this. It was a, I can't remember who said it, but someone said the ground at the cross is level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The ground at the cross is level. There are no, you know, somebody's greater than if you're closer and you're up on the mountain that you're, 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 closer than someone else. No, it's not like that. It's everybody's, the grace is for everybody the same. Yeah. Yeah. No no matter what, no matter what the call is. Yeah. And and the obedience in it is just as important for you to minister to that Mm five-year-old as it is for that other person to fly around the world in a jet to do what they're called to do. Right. You know, God does. He, he sees these things with just as much value and the obedience of it and, and the innocence of serving the five-year-old is pretty powerful. Mm -hmm. It really is. Uh And it is, is. it's just like what you said, Chad, you know, it's those day to day things that you get to engage God with and what he's called you to do. And that's what makes his heart beam Mm -hmm. is to watch his children going and doing and being in the day-to-day, the things that he puts in front of them. Mm -hmm. Some of the the two greatest abilities, one of the things that I've I've been told when I was younger, the two greatest abilities is availability and dependability. Mm -hmm. And just to wake up in the morning and say, God, here's my day. What do you want to do in me and through me? I want to be available to you and I want to be dependable. I want to, I want to be that, that person that you ask whatever of, and it doesn't matter how crazy as it may sound, but I want to be dependable mm-hmm. and just walk with you in what you've called me. Right. Yeah. I keep thinking about my great grandmother, you know, like she never left like a 30 mile radius You know, and she lived in a very simple little house, you know, 100 year old house and all that sort of thing. But the number of lives that she impacted was a big number, you know, because she taught a lot of people, a lot of people in my age group, her her grandchildren, great grandchildren. Um, She taught us, you know, and showed us how to live a very simple Bible based life. And we all went and did stuff. So that got taken. So, you know, my, my one cousin, yeah, my one cousin became a pastor in South Carolina, you know, which we live in Eastern Ohio. So Mm -hmm. my one cousin's a pastor in South Carolina. The other, you know, one, another cousin went to Western Kentucky. Another one's in Northern Ohio. Wow. And they're out there living as lights by a lady who never left a 20, 30 mile radius in her entire life. That's really awesome. So you're grandmother was like Billy Graham. She had impact on lives. Now he may have had impact on more lives, but in God's eyes, they both had impact on right. lives and that's mm-hmm. what he wanted. Yeah. Right. So Billy Graham is not greater than your grandmother. Grandmother is not greater than Billy Graham. I mean, we as humans may say Billy Graham was greater mm-hmm. because of his numbers. Right. Yeah. But they were both obedient mm-hmm. in the grace God gave them. Mm-hmm. That's what made them great in God's eyes. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, like, the reason I say that is we got to be mindful of also what the Bible says that 
in the parable of the talents to the one that was given five, one was given three, and one was given one. The one that was given five went out and earned five more. The one that was given three earned three more. And the one that had one just buried it. And when the master came back to take account, the one who had five got was given more because of what he had done. The one who had three was given more. But the one who buried it was thrown out because he didn't use what had been given to him. So what I'm saying is, you know, we can look at it as, sure, Billy Graham started out small, but he was given more. Your grandmother probably started out small, but was given more. So, you know, maybe Billy Graham's the five, your grandmother's the three. But if you don't use the gift that you're, you've been given, then you're in trouble. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's why I, I keep preaching that to everybody in church. Like, no, find out from God what your gift is yeah. and use it. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's just you got the smile that brightens everybody's day. If that's yeah. it, then do it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, if it's not... Doesn't prophecy is not greater than discernment, which is not greater than speaking in tongues. It's as Paul said in first Corinthians 12, we're all one body. Find out what your yeah. part is and use it. Yeah. And put your mind to action yeah. and do it. And in so doing, that is our holiness. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we're being obedient with the grace that God has given us. Yeah. Which is yeah. what I believe Peter was saying. Hmm. Man, that's good. That's good. We all have something to to do, and you know, I, and I and I go back to I, I, in thinking about Christ when he was, I think he was twelve years old when he was in the, mm-hmm. the temple and stuff, and his his parents couldn't find him, and and they're like, so where, where you been? What you been doing? Being about my father's business. Yes, yes, and yes. and it's those gifts that we have, and that we find out what they are, and that action, and all that the Lord gives us to do, that. Genuinely, we in stepping in and doing those things, then we are being about his business. And mm. and he loves that. Absolutely. And he loves it. I, I'm going to tell you about somebody. I'm not going to mention his name. Um, he watches this show, though, so he'll know what we're talking about him. But um, he is not Billy Graham, and that's okay. He has the gift of evangelism. Hmm. And he has been using it. He realized it and he's been using it. He's been acting on it and being obedient to it. And in world standards, he may be small right now, but that doesn't mean that God won't take him further. But because he is acting on it, he is about his father's business. Yes. And it's so wonderful to watch. Mm -hmm. And it's just so, you know, who we're talking about. Hats off to you. (laughs) <laughs> well, it's exciting to watch yeah. these things happen and, and people step into their callings and their purposes. Right. It, it really is because it's not just watching the impact that they have, but it's watching them change. Mm-hmm. And there's purpose mm-hmm. and there's life and, and everything begins to look different. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just it's exciting to watch. I think that's one of the reasons why Jesus got such a kick out of watching people just fall in love with him and or his, you know, whether he's delivering somebody or he healed them or they they heard his teaching and they believed in who he is. And and I think that it just thrills his heart to watch yeah. people step into what he made them to be. Right. And, you know, I'm glad you said that because we have got to be careful not to compare ourselves to others. Yeah. 
I fell into this trap. I'm a pastor, so I start watching other pastors when I was younger. And then I tried to mimic what they were doing. I thought, if I can do what they're doing, then I'll be a good pastor too. Because in my mind, they were a good pastor. Mm -hmm. Now, one of them ended up in prison. So he wasn't so good. Uh (laughs) Um, Another one is there's nothing wrong with him at all. Um, And he still is very good. But he's different. He has a different type of calling than what I have. Mm -hmm. And when, when God pulled me aside and said, okay, listen, buddy. I want you to do what I want you to do, not what you think other people are doing or what you think you should do. I want you to do what I have called you and made you and prepared you to do. Mm-hmm. That's where freedom comes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. When you can walk in that, because that's the obedience. Obedience is different for everyone. Mm-hmm. It's whatever God gives you. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and, and I can't compare it to the next person, and I certainly can't judge Exactly. You know, yeah. and, and that, yeah. that can be a tendency as well, mm-hmm. but it really is just focusing on what God's called me to do and, and what I am to be about as far as his business and encouraging others as they're stepping into their calling. Yes. Yeah. And there's a level of patience in it too. You know, it, oh, goes, yeah. it goes back to, you know, like, you know, right now, you know, Kathy's trying to discern a thing that she's in involved with, with her Bible study and, you know, whether she should be in leadership or not and that sort of thing. And that's a difficult discernment. And sometimes there's a lot of stress that comes with that mm-hmm. because you're trying to figure out, am I being called to do this or yeah. am I being yeah. pressured to yeah. do this? That's good. And and, yeah, and so we have to, we have to really ramp down, tone down all that pressure and all that sort of thing because if it's meant to be if god wants us to do something he will bless it and anoint it yeah and it, it'll it'll be uh, a more clear path than this pressure we put on ourselves okay. and that maybe even other people put on us so we we really have to kind of tone that down and be patient you know i think we yeah. talked we talked over the past couple of weeks like we've got five minutes like yeah, we've got five minutes because, you know, we could be absolutely maybe called to do a thing or, you know, that may be our gift and, and that sort of thing. But we've got usually some time to, to question and discern, do we do this or this? Hmm. You know, yeah. am I called to be a leader? Am I called to be a teacher? Am I called whatever, you know, you're being called to do? You can take a little bit of time and figure that out yeah. and ask, yes. you know, ask. Is this, Absolutely. is this the right thing or is this the right thing? And, you know, we don't have to be in a hurry. You know, we got time. We do. Mm-hmm. That's a good word right there. Mm-hmm. And we have a little more than five minutes left. <laughs> How did I know? <laughs> How did I know? No, but uh, this has been a good talk. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it, it, we started out talking about holiness and, and moved into several different things, but ultimately it all comes back to what holiness is, is being obedient in the grace that God has given you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Even the point of patience. Yes. Um, you know, to, yeah. to really take that moment to be with God, to discern what he wants you to do and, and all the, that. That is holiness in itself because you're not, you know, it's you, you haven't taken things upon yourself to create either uh, to create or manufacture something um, or you're not living in the rush, but you're just really stepping into where the spirit is and following his lead into what God's called you into. 
And that that's powerful, but that's mm-hmm. even walking out the holiness mm-hmm. of what God has for us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because I wanted to bring this up when I've heard so many people and God put this on my heart a couple weeks ago to start telling people this. Okay. Stop saying I and start saying, will you, or can we, I is very individualistic. Mm-hmm. That's why individual starts with the letter I. <laughs> yeah. It's, I said, when I say I need to do better, I need to try to do better. If I say that I'm going to fail mm-hmm. because God's not in that. Yeah. And if I say, God, will you help me? Can we work together? Will God please do this? That puts God in it. That gives him, not that God needs permission, but it gives him the permission because he's not going to force you. So it allows him to pour that grace on you that you can walk in, that you can then be obedient. Yeah. But if you start with I, you're negating what he's giving in the grace. Yeah. Hmm. So that's good. Be careful how we, and I have been, when, since he put this on my heart a few weeks ago, I have been very careful and I'm allowed to say I, in that case, <laughs> I have been very careful that if I say, oh, well, I messed up, I try to immediately follow up with God. What can we do next time? Mm. Yeah. Or if I say I need to try harder, it just, no, God, we need to, we need to do this. Can you please help me with this? Yeah. Take the eye out of it. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> Put yeah. God in it. There you go. Yeah. Man, that's, that's good advice. Yeah. yeah. That's good advice. And sometimes people like, oh yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> okay. So I'm like, got to back off and say, okay, you know. And then when the opportunity comes up again, I'll say, try taking the eye out of it and see what they say. Yeah. That's good advice. It is. Mm-hmm. That's God. It yeah. is. That's God. That, that came straight from the Lord a few weeks ago mm-hmm. and kind of been formulating in my mind. So praise God for that. Awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, we need to wrap it up. We got a few minutes, but um, any last thoughts on holiness? I'm still really back at the beginning of our conversation okay. with people because it's like, I, I just see this so much where people feel like they are just not holy enough to go to church. Yeah. And okay. that, that has thought has not left my mind this whole uh, discussion. And, I don't, you know, it's a thing where we I, I just, there's a fine line between recognizing like, man, I need to. We, I need to ask God so we can. <laughs> yes. Using Phil's advice you go. that God gave him. But, uh, the, you know, there's a fine line between that and beating yourself up. Yes. For the yes. rest of your life. Yes. Right? You know, Preach. it's like, we, okay, this path to holiness, this isn't something that you'll never achieve. This is, what we're talking about is relationship mm. with God. Yes. And... Again, it, it, I, I hate to keep beating this dead horse, but people need to realize or understand that you're not called to be perfect. Right. You're just called to be, you know, you're just called to walk with him and have the relationship with him. And, and, and don't be afraid to go to church. You know, don't talk yourself out of going to church or don't talk yourself out of it, that relationship with him, because that's what we're called to do, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. And, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It is. That's it's good. It. it is. Very good. 
Yeah, because in in two, you know, you Chad, you said just you feel like you're beating a dead horse, but I, that's that's not what I'm seeing with mm-hmm. that. It's one of those things that is so far ingrained into people yeah. that the enemy has just pounded them and pounded them and pounded them. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm talking from personal experience too. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, and I think in every, both, all of us, all three of us, mm-hmm. you know, in some areas of our life, there's just this place where it's, you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. It's not, you have failed so many times. Yeah. You are, uh, you are not perfect. You're not going to be able to get this. You're not going to be able to do this. And, and it's just hammers and hammers and hammers. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we need to keep speaking that life mm-hmm. that you were saying yeah. so that mm-hmm. <clears throat> what has happened to us is, is changed. It is reversed and we are hearing the, the truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You won't walk into a church and find a perfect person anywhere on the side. No, no, no. That's the thing. You know, people, I think a lot of people too think that, you know, like all oh, church is a place for perfect people. And then there's that whole hip- hypocrisy thing that comes in because mm-hmm. they're like, Oh, I know her. Yeah. I know what she did. There's him. I know what he did yeah. and all this stuff. And it's like, you know, the other, you know, this, there's this hypocrisy. Well, you know, it's important to remember that church is a place for broken people because we're all broken. That'll preach. And, yes, and, exactly. And That's it's like, don't. So true. Yeah. That like that building that you see people going in with their fancy clothes on Sunday mornings. That's those aren't perfect people. There's not a no. perfect one in, on this in this land. Right. So so don't get caught up in that. Like if you if you question that. Believe me, you're probably better off than a lot of people that have gone in there <laughs> at different yeah. points in people's lives and that sort of thing. I can attest to that. I, you know, again, we're there to be healed. Yes, we're, we we are. We go to be healed. We go to be redeemed. We go to worship our Creator. Mm-hmm. Fellowship, That's good. find freedom. That's good. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We mm-hmm. go to have the life that Jesus told yes. us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And come to give them life and give them life abundantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Both here on earth and in heaven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's not just something that is when you die. Right. Right. It's 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 for here. Mm-hmm. It's Absolutely. for now. Yep. yep. Well, it's about that time. I know. Very sad, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. All right. Well, that's it for tonight. We'll be back next week. I think we'll all be here next week. I believe so. I do believe we will be. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we'll see you all again next week. Good night. Blessings.